if you're auto-exigent, if you're hard on yourself, demanding of yourself, you might even be in denial that you are demanding of yourself, just like I was. Let's talk about that. Welcome, a broad, wide-ranging welcome directly beamed to you in your little solar system of this universe. I like to talk about auto-exigence or being self-demanding. So I kind of borrow this word from Spanish. In Spanish, they say auto-exigente or auto-exigencia. We take that into English as the, the cognates exist. Exigent exists as a word in English and it's not so common. Self-demanding, auto-exigent. I like the term because it's a lot broader than the term perfectionist. Because you don't necessarily need something to be perfect to be auto-exigent, to demand so much of yourself. Sometimes you just want things to be better or you want to be Yeah, you want to achieve so much right now. Like if someone starts out with meditation and they start out with five minutes and they want to increase, they want to be at that level where they can meditate for an hour in a row right away on like the second day they do it. Now, there are some terms in English uh, like people saying, Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so auto-exigent. This is a problem that a lot of people have, and I've had some experience with it. I've been auto-exigent for most of my life, and I think I've finally got over it for the most part. The big part of it was just recognizing it. And that's part of the reason why I think it's so important to have this word in English. It's hard to recognize something if you don't even have a word for it. It's hard to point out to somebody that they're being that way if you you have to use a whole phrase. And so, yes, somebody told me that I was auto-exigent. I was very resistant to that idea. I had this idea like, all right, if I'm auto-exigent, why aren't I a super success. But this is so funny because this is a, this is kind of a meta thing because the reason I would say something like that is because I was being auto-exigent. So <laughs> the reason that I expect exigence to lead to success is because I'm being demanding of myself. And the reason that I can't notice my own successes, in many ways, I am successful. I've brought up many talents, you know, mastered a a lot of things. I have talent in music and public speaking and so many other things, videography. But in that moment of resistance, I would ignore all of those successes and say, why aren't I more? Why aren't I better than I am? (laughs) So this is what happens. 
or auto accidents or even prevent us from seeing the fact that we are being demanding of ourselves. And so what can you do to overcome this? How can you be easy on yourself? One thing is just noticing it and being aware of the fact that you are being auto accident. So I recommended to a friend of mine that she start keeping a diary and every day you just write for five or 10 minutes and saying what was going on or the moments that she noticed that she was being hard on herself when she caught herself and how she could look at it from a different perspective and resolve that. I guess another important thing to address is why is it important to let go of that? In a sense, we do gain things from being hard on ourselves because we have these high standards. But what I've learned in, in my experience, I'm actually more productive when I'm not demanding of myself, when I'm willing to let things slide. This is a lot like what's described in Keith Johnson's Impro. I recommend this book. It's not just about the theater or about improvisation. I mean, it's about improvisation in the broader sense, about creativity, and in the sense that life is an improvisation. And what he says is, you have to be free to make mistakes. That's what improvisation is all about. If you're not free to make mistakes, or if you expect too much of yourself, like say, what happens sometimes, people will be improvising in verse or in rhyme, and somebody comes up with something that's like, bam, it really hits, the audience laughs or gets that big emotional reaction, and then it goes around in the circle and comes back to that actor, and now he's feeling that pressure, like, oh, I've got to be as good as I just was. I've got to be even better. But that's not how creativity and improvisation and life work. Because if you put so much pressure on yourself to be excellent, you can't be free to experiment. And creativity and that magic that makes improvisation so wonderful comes out of that space of being free to mess up, to make it complete balls of the situation. <laughs> That's where the magic comes from. One other thing that you can do to address this problem of being self-demanding is having the first draft mentality. So I like to think about the author's Maybe I mentioned them before about L. Ron Hubbard and about Philip K. Dick. All right. They were both science fiction authors and they also had this in common that I, I don't think they ever wrote a second draft. L. Ron Hubbard was known for that. Reading Philip K.'s Dick, you can tell is it's not exactly polished. It's like sketch out the idea and let it fly. Send it out to the world. You know, this book is filled with short stories and... There it is. No time to, to waste getting everything perfect. That's how his, his work appears to me. And I really like that. Of course, there, there's this story a lot of people have heard about the two pottery classes. They do this experiment. One class tries to get the perfect pot or their best pot. And the other class just tries to 
pump out as many parts as they can. The second class does, say, on average, 40, 50 parts per student and ends up with the best parts. It's like you're trying to focus on one thing and get it perfect. You don't necessarily learn the fundaments or, you know, I actually, I don't know how that works. I, I guess it's just that you pick up more things by doing things more from scratch rather than sitting on one thing and, and trying to polish it up. So, yeah, I like to have that first draft mentality. Like with a lot of these episodes I've recorded for this podcast, and I don't know if you can tell, but <laughs> a lot of them I just do one take and I'm like, all right, maybe I didn't say absolutely everything that I needed to, but I said it and those ideas are out there and that's good enough. Move on. And <laughs> it's ironic though, because this one I've actually stopped a few times and I took <laughs> took a few uh, a few takes to get it right. Uh, <laughs> but that's basically it. So being aware of your auto exigence, uh, admitting to yourself that you're auto exigent, that's the sometimes can be a, the harder part. Be willing to make mistakes. And this also ties into Albert Ellis, one of the founders of cognitive behavioral therapy and his 14 self-defeating rules. One of them was, I can't make a mistake or everybody, well, everybody has to like me. That's a related one. And everything I do must be a success. And if we can let go of these self-defeating rules through our action by having this first draft mentality, like at least get something on the page. Even if you don't do it right 100%, do it. Just doing something almost always better than doing nothing. <laughs> and when you do something, you start to find that soon enough you do something awesome. As Jake from Adventure Time says, sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something. Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting that effort in to put yourself at risk. Maybe make a little bit of a fool of yourself in order to be creative and to introduce some joy and happiness and, and divine consciousness into this world. Thank you. Have a great day. And I'll talk to you soon. A beautiful thought. If you do find that you're demanding a lot of yourself, you might find that it's actually interfering with experiencing deep joy. You can experience joy and you do deserve joy. It is your birthright. And maybe I can help you with that. Using cognitive behavioral techniques, we can discuss methods, collaborate to come up with an action plan so you can move forward and try to begin to change your habits, change your tendencies in a way that's more accepting of yourself, more loving and happier. So go onto the website, beautifulpodcast.com. You see the link where it says CBT sessions.
Thanks for listening.